They'll take a knee. By the way, the two-minute warning today was brought to you by Old Chicago Pizza and Tap Room, where beer and pizza are best friends. The Broncos may want to head to Old Chicago after this one and enjoy some beer and pizza. And why not? They're going to break a five-game losing streak here. And for the second consecutive week, the Broncos score 24 points or more. 24 this week will get the win, 24-15. They lost last week, scoring 28. But it feels a heck of a lot better to win. And that's exactly what the Broncos can feel like tonight as the team's now on the field. Nathaniel Hackett hugging Cliff Kingsbury for the Cardinals, their fourth consecutive loss. And the Broncos now see their overall record go to 4-10. and 10. And the Cardinals record is the very same, 4-10. and 10. Hallelujah, the Broncos find a way to get it done yesterday with the running game. Defense, though, for a while, J.J. Watt was just like living. He, he looked like the J.J. Watt of old, right? Yeah. But Deshaun Williams had a big game, two and a half sacks. Justin Simmons with two picks. PS2 with a pick. And then, uh, of course, the running game, Latavius Murray, Marlon Mack. They get it done yesterday. The Broncos get the win against the Arizona Cardinals. Though when Cole McCoy goes out and Trace McSorley comes in, you damn well better win that football game, right? You should, <laughs> you, yeah. You, you, better, you better win. I don't care who's quarterbacking for you. As far as your, the Broncos go. I, it, it was nice as a fan to see them snap a five-game losing streak. Their first win since October, by the way. It's been that long. It's their first win in North America since earlier than that, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's their first win in North America since September. Oh. 18,000 no-shows yesterday. Hey, I mean, mm -hmm. and for Brett Rippon versus Colt McCoy slash yeah, Trace McSorley, rightfully so. And, and understandably so. I'm Skiing, Christmas shopping, much better things to do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not calling out Broncos country. I'm yeah. not I'm I'm not because not nearly as bad a parking and vendor situation <laughs> at home as there is. Yeah. But what a wild 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 weekend. Oh, what a wild was. what a wild Sunday. Sunday was nuts. Saturday was great. There was only 3 games Saturday and two of them were and one of them really was good. obviously of historic implications. Yeah. And I'm sitting there watching that 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 Vikings Colts game. Nothing like the Browns to kind of be yeah. the wet blanket in the <laughs> middle. They're kind it? of the kind like, of the soggy piece of cheese or so yeah. the soggy piece of lettuce in the middle of that uh, sandwich. Even for me, that game sucked. We won. That's great. Yay. But man, that game was not not pleasing to watch. But I remember watching the the Oilers Bills game, the Frank yeah. Reich comeback game. We're so close to having Frank Reich be the head coach of this. I know. Team it's, too. I was just oh. <laughs> And being on the 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 wrong side of that, although up thirty three zip, I think Frank White Reich figures yeah, out a way to win. That I game. think so too. Uh, under uh, the leadership of Jeff Saturday, the, the Colts have been absolutely horrible 
in the second half defensively. Not and, that that's all on him, but and it's not is, just defensively; it's offensively. Yeah, they have problems, right? Because they have guys that have never closed out games before, calling plays, being the head. I was listening to our coverage on Westwood One, and Ross Tucker was doing color for the the radio, and he's like, "What are the Colts doing? run the ball? Run the ball? Run, run the ball? <laughs> Take forty some seconds off the clock? Yeah." They're throwing it. They're throwing incomplete passes. And yeah, it's in the th- third quarter, but you shave two, three minutes off that game at some point, and the Vikings start to run out of time. Yeah, I, I just yeah. What what are you doing, Jeff? Saturday? What what are you guys doing? I don't know. <laughs> Not sure what they were doing. I mean, yeah. they were up thirty three to nothing. Yeah. at halftime. And you lose that football game. Cowboys were up on the Jets with like 10 seconds left and lost. The Bucs looked like they were going to run away and hide early against the Bengals. And then you have the incredible script by Jacoby Myers. What are you doing? What are you doing? Patriots, Raiders, what are you doing? Go to to OT. Go to OT. Go to OT. Throws it up in the air and laterals it, and then Chandler Jones gets it. Didn't that... Something similar. No, Miami had the ball and did it against the Patriots. Remember that yes. in Miami? Yeah, because they, they showed it because Tannehill was playing there yeah, at that and time. Gronk was on deep cover defense and couldn't right. make the tackle. Couldn't make the tackle. And, and Patriots fans, I remember that, were blaming Gronk. Like, oh, you know, <laughs> you should have you should have never been in that position in the first place. No kidding. Oh. Man. Oh. Bengals with 31 in the second half to beat the Bucks. I did. If I remember correctly, my picks, I did go with the Bengals in that one. I think you might have. Uh, Chiefs win. But, eh. It wasn't they, great. They went to overtime. The Texans are they, scrappy, they, though. They won. I mean, that that's all that matters. They they clinch, what, their seventh straight AFC West title, uh, I believe? Six or seven. Believe it, I believe it's seven, but. Don't hold me to that. Just off the top of my head. It's on to the second hand. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. At that point, I mean, they kind of all run together. But, okay, let's, we'll we'll talk more about around the NFL, but the Vikings win. Oh, man. So, it's an incredible win, right? I mean, it's a great win. They were down 33 nothing. Yeah. You know, dead in the water. Incredible how they came back. But it's it's almost like you're not sure how good the Vikings really are, right? You still just, have I have no not, idea. How you're good just not they are. sure because that was what their eighth, eighth or ninth one score or uh, or, it might or, have or, been or, or, or you know, one, not one score, but yeah, one score victory. They have eleven wins. Okay, let's see: four, three, seven, eight. That's one score. Yeah, eight. Another eight, three, three, seven, five, three. Yeah, so they have ten one score wins. They could very easily <laughs> be a team like the Broncos. Yeah. They're eleven and three. Their point differential is two. Yeah. Three fifty one four, three forty nine against. It was gonna go poorly there for about thirty six minutes. And they figured out a way. I but you're right. I have no idea 
how good they're going to be. Because right. if you line them up against a good team, Philadelphia beat them 24-7. to The Cowboys beat them 40-3. to It just waxed them. You just don't, but then the win against Buffalo, mm-hmm. you're, you're just kind of going, how good are the Vikings really? Couple of OT wins. Got a couple of decent road wins. They won yeah. in Miami. That's not nothing. They like you mentioned in Buffalo. You know, incredible sick catch by Justin Jefferson. Yeah, but they're home to the Giants, at the Packers, at the Bears. I, I mean, they they could win all three of those games, but I don't think that's really gonna tell us how good the Vikings are. They could be fourteen and three, and adios. Game one. They, of the they could be. Because how do you fall behind thirty three to nothing to the Colts? I, but then, like, but there's then a lot of wackiness. It. Like I know there was a, a blocked punt, some other stuff. You know, they but, they also got jobbed on a fumble recovery that should have been a fumble recovery yeah. for a touchdown. They didn't even. I don't even think they got any points out of that, did they? I don't think they did. I'm trying to remember Saturday was a long time ago. But it just it, it was just an incredible game. But you like some of the Vikings, not that we're gonna not that we're doing Vikings talk today, but it's hard to tell how good they are. Like Kirk Cousins, the numbers look amazing. Well, before in the second half there, what I mean overall yeah. you mean or just in the overall. In the, 34, yeah. 54, yeah. 460 and four touchdowns. Threw two interceptions. But he had he, a couple of really bad incompletions at times. But he only had 43 yards at halftime. Yeah. If you're a fantasy owner and you've got him, you're losing your mind. Because mm-hmm. it's playoff <laughs> time. Exactly. It's, yeah. And then you're you're rotten Kirk Cousins. Rotten, and then second half. Oh, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Who saved, maybe saved your fantasy playoff. Their, their first half drives... Blocked punt, fumble, downs, downs, punt, INT, punt, end of half. Remember, they had the blocked punt. They had the overthrow on the fake punt, and that's how they went into half. Coming out of the half, their first drive, they went three and out. It looked like, oh, more of the same. And then you had touchdown, 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 pick, touchdown, downs, touchdown, punt, punt, overtime, field goal. It's just just incredible. It was bonkers. You did have the Bengals, by the way. I looked it up. Yeah, I thought I'd pick them. Yep. I think I did okay. I think you I did. Went f- uh, three and three. Oh, okay. And not as good as I thought. Yeah. Should have went with me. Should have went with the Browns. Didn't. Uh, Tyler copied my picks, and he did okay this week. Yeah. Uh, we. You picked the Patriots. I picked the Raiders. Uh. Texas San Antonio screwed me from a perfect week. Other than that, I went five and one. Yeah, so you're back in the lead. I believe that is because we were tied. I mean, I haven't looked. We were tied, so I'm fifty-seven thirty-two and a push. You're fifty-five thirty-four, so I have a two-game lead. Yeah, crap. Well, time to get back to work. We'll do our picks yep. on Thursday, by the way, since we'll be off on Friday. All right. So the good, the bad, the ugly from the weekend. Uh, into that Boise State bowl game, who got chippy and ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought. Uh, did Did you watch any of the Celebration Bowl? 
Uh, bits and pieces. Look, like I was in and out. I felt bad for the kid, the tight end that dropped the pass in the end zone. Yeah, and I, I thought, I thought Deion Sanders hadn't allowed a lot of class. That young man. Hey, we we lost. We lost as a team. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't lose it for mm-hmm. us. And did you know that Roger Goodell's nephew played in that game? Roger Goodell was there. I saw Rog there, and yeah. I'm like, "What is he doing there? It's a celebration." His bowl. his nephew. It's his son's. It, it's his his brother's son. Oh, okay. And he was adopted, and so he's he's African American. Roger is. Oh, no. The, okay. okay, I thought Roger the, was the young adopted. man that is the nephew of Roger Goodell. And so Roger Goodell was there because people are like, "Why is he here? What's you know, yeah. is he supporting?" Historic black colleges and universities. What you know, say no. goodbye to to De- you know, say hey, good luck to Deion Sanders at Colorado. What's yeah. I mean, what's the reason he was there supporting his nephew? I thought that well, was well. That's very cool. That was very very cool. Um, but yeah, I saw the the bit in the locker room with uh, the tight end. I can't remember his name, but essentially the you know this is gonna make you who you are as a man type speech. That was very classy from Prime. Yeah, that yeah you know, was you know not not ripping him for you know for for drop you know for dropping the the pass. Young man is Hayden Hagler, by the way. That the drop the pass was wide open and just oh <laughs> oh if you're you're that you're that young man. He was just sick. So yeah. coach coach Prime leaves Jackson State with a with a loss uh, for Colorado School of Mines. They take a loss in McKinney, Texas. Carson Golker had three short runs. And look, Colorado School of Mines, they just physically couldn't match up with Ferris State. They won their second straight D2 football title 41-14 in that game. But still for Colorado School of Mines, 13 and 3. No hanging your head. No, no shame. No, no shame in, in the season that they put together to to get all the way to the the D two national championship game. Um, by the way, John Matoka, their like consolation prize. He was he did win the Harlan Hill. Nice. That's what Chad Freehoff yeah. won it, I believe, previously. I'm trying to remember if Justin Dvorak did, but I believe Chad Freehoff did. Well, and he's still on that Bryce Harper type deal. He's got, I think, four more <laughs> years left on his 13-year college career, so he's got a couple more chances at it, right? Or is he finally I expended think, think, all of his? I think he's done. I yeah. believe. I would have to double check on that. COVID year. You know, an extra year of college in the boot, uh, the bust of the late, early yeah. '80s. He's got one of those years. So, yes. Yeah, so, Justin Dvorak won in 2016. For um, and then Chad Freehoff won in 2004. Mm-hmm. So he, he's the third Harlan Hill, which is the the equivalent of the Heisman Trophy for D two. So uh, John Matoka claiming that honor over the weekend. But still great to see an RMAC team playing in the D2 National Championship. All right, 715. What makes your list today? The good, the bad, the ugly. Some good Nikola Jokic with a monster, monster game last night against Charlotte. I've got some thoughts on that. And Tad Boyle reaching a big-time career milestone yesterday with the Buffs win over Northern Colorado. Got that and a whole lot more. Wrapping up the Warrior Classic from this last week in Palisade Winter Classic Basketball Tournament All-State 
football released. Western Slope all represented on the Chass All-State football teams. We'll have that and more coming up in just a little bit. So the good, the bad, the ugly, what makes your list? Text or call us today, 970-242-1340. We'll also have uh, our Browns Cremation and Funeral Service, Good Call, Bad Call. We'll have our Prep Stars and Mighty Mavs as well. So it's a busy, busy Monday here on the program. We always want to hear from you. Text or call us, Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team, phone line 970-242-1340. Let's get to... What's happening? All right, start things out with yesterday. Struggling Broncos offense scored three second-half touchdowns as Denver snapped their five-game losing streak Sunday with a 24-15 win over Arizona at mile high. Broncos backup quarterback Brett Rippon got the start with Russell Wilson ruled out with a concussion. Rippon threw for 197 yards with a touchdown to tight end Eric Tomlinson and an interception. The running game took center stage with Latavius Murray rushing for 130 yards and a touchdown. Murray says a beat-up offensive line got the job done. Pass off to those guys just uh, finding a way today, digging deep, you know, and still uh, being able to get that run game going, protecting. Just hats off to them, you know, that's uh, not easy to do. Denver safety Justin Simmons had two interceptions with Patrick Sertan also getting a pick. The 4-10 Broncos play in Los Angeles on Christmas Day against the Rams. Pre-game at noon with kickoff at 2.30 on the Team Sports Network. Those same Rams are on the team tonight. Baker Mayfield scores off against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Pre-game at 5.30 for Rams and Packers tonight on the Team Sports Network. And the World Cup wrapped up yesterday in uh, Qatar with Argentina and Messi taking... Uh, the uh, World Cup, his first one, correct, for Lionel Messi? I believe so. And so uh, they knock off France yesterday to win the World Cup. Colorado men's basketball coach Tad Boyle reached a, a huge career milestone in the Buffalo's 88-77 to home win Sunday over in-state rival Northern Colorado. Uh, the win ties Boyle with legendary CU coach Sox Walseth for the most wins in program history. CU forward Tristan De Silva. He's been red hot as of late. He scored a career-high 26 points. The Buffs moved to 7 and five. The reigning NBA MVP had a monster night in leading the Nuggets to a 119-115 win over Charlotte last night in Denver. Nuggets big man Nikola Jokic scored 40 points, grabbed 27 rebounds, and had 10 assists for his fifth triple-double of the season. The 27 rebounds are a career high for the Jokers, and Nuggets moved to 18-11 and 11 on the season. A handful of Western Slope football players were named to the Chassa All-State football teams over the weekend. In 4A, five Montrose Redhawks earned first-team recognition. Tori Eckerman, Blake Griffin, Demarion Lopez, Raul Rascone, and Jackson Tosi. On the 4A All-State second team, Fertile Monument Wildcats Keen Bessard and Jaden Mitchell, with fellow Wildcats Luke Bennett and Corbin Rao getting honorable mention. Central's Cash Walker was also a 4A honorable mention. In 3A, Palisades Malachi Espinoza and Nicholas Moreno were named to the second team. Bulldog Tyler Hinton was a 3A honorable mention. In 2A, Delta Panthers Eastside Carrillo, Tucker Johnson and Connor Workman, plus Rifles uh, Javi and Gonzalez garnered first team nods. Delta's Gavin Brewer. Uh, Jose Olivas, Clay Sandage, and Alex Ward were named to the second team. They were joined by honorable mention choice Landon Clay and 1A North Forks Malachi Deck and Hayden Moreno were named to the second team. Five Western Slope wrestlers won titles this past weekend's Warrior Classic at Central High School. Montrose defending 4A State 285-pound champion Demarion Lopez, Fernal Monument 157-pounder Dylan Chilowitzki, Cedar Edge 120-pounder Ethan Heiss, and Central 113-pounder J.P. Espinoza, and Delta 106-pounder Dawson Drozdick all claimed individual titles. Palisades 138-pound Keaton Young took second, with Grand Junction's Amadeus Grule Valise taking fifth at 120. Uinta Utah won the team title with the host Warriors second, with Fruit Monument fourth, Palisades 15th, and Grand Junction took 
25th. The Fruit of Monument Girls basketball team came up short in the championship game of this past weekend's Palisade Winter Classic. The Wildcats fell to the top-ranked team in 4A with their 46-38 loss to Devlin with Addison Ayer leading Fruit with 17 points. She was also selected to the all-tournament team. Wildcats into the break at 7-2. and They were the only local team to play in the championship game at the Winter Classic. Also, former Fruit of Monument baseball coach Gary Thomas will be inducted into the Colorado Dugout uh, Club Coaches Association as part of their 2023 class. Thomas coached the Wildcats from 1972 to 1988 and won 300 games and 10 league titles. He passed away in 2016. The 2023 class also includes former CSU Pueblo coach Stan Sanchez. The induction ceremony is set for January 14th at the Highlands Masonic Center in Denver. Colorado Mesa basketball over the weekend. The Maverick women uh, defeated Adams State of Branson Arena on Saturday, 68-64. Win comes after three straight losses for the women's basketball team, battling some health issues and uh, playing some good teams on the road. Head coach Taylor Wagner, proud of the way his team closed out the game as the fourth quarter has been a challenge all season long for the Mavericks. It's about time, you know, and we talked about we got to start playing better. I thought the girls did a great job against a, a tough Adam State team. We, we haven't won a fourth quarter all year long. We got beat every fourth quarter, and the girls came out. And they did a good job closing out the game. Center Monica Brooks led the way with 19 points. Both uh, Maverick basketball teams off until December 30th when they play at CSU Pueblo. The Maverick men, they completed the sweep uh, against Adams State uh, for the Maverick basketball teams. Um, The Maverick men winning 74-65. Coach Mike DeGeorge says his team is always improving on offense, but it's staying focused on defense. They'll give them a chance late in the basketball game. It seems like when our offense struggles, our defense struggles, we get quiet, we don't communicate, we have some breakdowns. And so we just really have to sustain our defense through everything. And I think we're just constantly improving on offense, and I think we're going to just see continued growth at that end. But our defense has to be a constant. CMU is led by Trevor Baskin with 15 points and 10 rebounds. And that's a look at... What's happening? All right, Jim along with the Buckeye boys, some thoughts on the Broncos win yesterday. Overall, I mean, did, did you okay, did you watch or listen to the Vikings Colts game on Saturday? I'm just curious how many people did. I I had it on for most of the morning over here working doing stuff around the radio ranch. So I had it on the TV. And when it got to 30 to zip, I turned it off. And I started flipping around a bowl game, some college basketball, caught a little bit of Understandably Gonzaga, so, Alabama. yeah. Then I listened to it on the way home Saturday, right, on the radio. And I was like, okay, it's, you know, 30 to 14, 16, whatever it was, 33, 36 or whatever. I'm like, they're going to make a little game of it and then not going to do anything. Then I had to come back out for... CMU basketball and it was the Vikings were still down when I got to campus and then I didn't get to catch the end of yeah. that particular game. Yeah, you had stuff going on. But yeah, so I, I caught bits of it here and there. And it Did, was just kind of like I, I honest I was like, wow, that I had to go back and look to see how they kept getting back in that game because it was it was over. It was thirty-three to nothing in the first half. Who allows thirty-three points yeah. in in a half in the NFL anymore? Because you know? I, I watched a little bit in the first half, and I'm like, okay. And then I kind of I tuned back in, like, I'd say mid third quarter. I'm going, okay, they're they're making this interesting. Yeah, and and I stayed around for it after that. I you know commercials. I go check out you know some of the bowl games and. 
and then I had to go someplace, so I popped it on on the team. But yeah, I, I was if you if you left that game and didn't go back, mm-hmm. who's going to blame you for that? Right. It was it was an incredible incredible comeback by Minnesota. But also, you just kind of wonder how good are they? I mean, you got to be you got to be good to be what eleven wins now. Mm-hmm. You can't suck. And you can't suck if you come back from 33 down, no matter who you're playing. Right. But you shouldn't be 33 down if you're that good, right? Yeah, you shouldn't need an NFL record comeback if you're good in the first place. Exactly. All right, so you got some thoughts on that crazy weekend. Broncos win yesterday. Three second half touchdowns. Hey, who knew? Mm-hmm. The commitment to the run was there. Latavius Murray had a big game, 130 yards on the ground. Marlon Mack continues to look good. And so, you know, in the case of Brett Rippon, good enough yesterday. But he had a problem that the Russ is having. That's, there's no time to throw staying the football. Staying upright. It's yeah. staying upright is a huge, huge problem. If the Broncos are going to go anywhere in 2023, the offensive line has to be a number one priority for, for George Payton. Mm-hmm. Absolutely has to be a priority. All right, so we've got some thoughts. The good, the bad, the ugly from the weekend. Text or call us, 970-242-1340. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. First of all, it's hilarious. Warp twisted individuals. Yes. Yeah! The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Beck stays in the game. The offset eye set right. Two receivers in a slot left. Play fake. And pass into the end zone. Wide open. Touchdown, Denver. That is Eric Tomlinson. What a great fake by Brett Rippon. Rippon with a play fake and then kept his back to the line of scrimmage for a good second and a half. And the Cardinals completely bit. And Tomlinson was all by himself in the end zone. For Tomlinson, his first receiving touchdown as a Bronco. All right, that courtesy of 850-KOA, Broncos Network here on the team yesterday. The Broncos get the win over Arizona. Brett Rippon, 197 touchdown to Eric Tomlinson, which I believe second career touchdown for Tomlinson. Guy's mostly been a blocker throughout his career. And... Got the chance to, to snag one there as the Broncos get the win over the Arizona Cardinals. So we've got some thoughts about yesterday's uh, victory for Denver. I, I'm, I'm happy Denver won. It's kind of like you're happy about your Browns winning. It's great yeah. that your Browns won. And you're you're still in that playoff conversation Ish, yeah, yeah, ish. Yeah. You're not you're not out of it yet. Right. We don't have the X next to our name. Yeah, which, which is great. Denver does. It's good to see him get a win as a fan. I want and That's great. But it just kind of feels like, okay, they're now 4-10. and 10. At least mm-hmm. I guess better than 3-11, and 11, right? Yeah, or 1-12-1, which is the Texans. Yeah. I, I just, like I said, I'm, I'm glad they won, but it's it feels just kind of like, okay, yeah, that's nice. That's good. It's, it's not like you feel... It just feels like the season. I know for a lot of people, probably just you know the, the season's already over. If you're a Broncos fan, mm-hmm. 
to me, it doesn't play it out the string here. It doesn't mean that you stop watching, stop caring, but your level of commitment, your level of caring certainly is not what it was in that Monday night game in Seattle. By the way, the 18,000 no shows yesterday, mm-hmm. third most in Broncos history. So you know that the Walton Pinner group taking note of that. And they're they're gonna have to they're going to have to do something big here. And was it what was Kisla's thing yesterday? Uh go get Lincoln Riley. Okay. <laughs> Does Lincoln Riley want want to come to Denver? Does no wait, here you go. Another another first time head coach. Yeah. Do you I mean, as far as yes, he's been an, a college coach. But has never been an NFL head coach. And so I guess that's one thing that would be in his favor, right? At least he's been a head coach. Yeah, college coaches always seem to do a bang-up job in the NFL. (laughs) I I don't know what the answer is. I, I, I don't know what it is. I can't say that Frank Wright comes in and fixes this or Dan Quinn. I don't know. I don't know if it makes sense to keep hacking around. I don't think you can. I think I think yesterday the, the number of no-shows is a strong indicator that if you're the Walton Pinner group, you've got to do something. And, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and that something is not trading Russell Wilson because that's not going to happen. Nobody's going nobody's gonna to want, want that deal. They'd be insane. Nobody's dumb enough to make, make that trade. And you're still you're missing out. Now you're gonna have to wait, you know, twenty twenty four to grab a, a quarterback. Mm-hmm. So it means you gotta hope you suck again, right? Yeah. To be high high up in the draft enough to get you know, whoever could be Brett Rippin, quarterback of the future. <laughs> could be, yeah. I look, we, we know it's gonna we know Russell be the quarterback of this team in twenty twenty four. Or twenty twenty three, excuse me. At least Decent Brett chance. can beat NFC West teams. That's true. Well, Russell did Ooh, too, I guess. He, he, the, he did. He with the he, Niners. Yeah, he he beat plenty of them in the past and in the, in in the present. And he might he might be beating the Rams on Christmas Day. He might be playing this Sunday. Don't be surprised. I did, would. They're on a winning streak with Brett Rippin. <laughs> yeah, but you, they you, haven't won in America since September with Russell. But Wilson. you know that there's now this thing of they've, and I think it's a building narrative. Uh, we talk about, well, I don't even know why you play Russ the rest of the way, mm-hmm. as banged up as he's been. But I get the sense the narrative is they've got to show they can win with Russell Wilson. Yeah. And that's why. Because they haven't yet. Because they, they really haven't. <laughs> and so, the and, you're, and there's going to be that, well, I've got to see more of what we saw with Kansas City, right? Got to see if that, that guy's the real guy. If that guy is back. It's it'll be interesting to see what happens this week, leading up to that Christmas Day game. Which a lot of us, as Broncos country, it's going to be a big game. We I mean, look at the schedule; oh, it's going to be a huge game. Yeah, could be maybe Super Bowl matchup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> it seems like that was fifty years ago when that, now. When that schedule came out, Broncos fans were like, "Nice, pull myself away from the family." You know, go down to the basement, go wherever, watch the game. This will be great. 
Now Broncos country is like, you know, yes. these kids aren't so bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're your kids. These kids aren't so bad. This woman that lives in my house, she's all right. She's nice lady. Let's spend some time with them. Did you see the uh, the picture of Russ at Blackhawk with Sierra? No. They had a little date. Uh, this was something where Broncos country was for losing their mind for whatever reason. Yeah. Russ is a Blackhawk with Sierra, and I guess it was like a date night. And there's a picture of Russ. I, I don't know if it's like Blackjack. He's, I don't know what he's doing. I don't remember what I, he was doing. Mm-hmm. But he looks absolutely miserable. That he was a lot of fun <laughs> to be on a date with. Yeah. And he just looked miserable. But there are people like, why is he out of Blackhawk? I think it was, was it Saturday? Might have been mm-hmm. Saturday night. Well, he's not playing tomorrow. They told him he can't play. Right. He was inactive. He's inactive. So, so what's he supposed to do? Right. Sit around at home? Yeah. I, I would just it was like, how? It, it wasn't like he was out. It wasn't at 3 o'clock in the morning. It was in the evening. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of thinking, what the hell's wrong with you people? He can't. He's not going to play tomorrow. Right. He's inactive. Because uh, you have those people that... These are not humans. These are the entertain me football robots, and you're not allowed to go out to dinner with your family. You're not allowed to have fun with friends. You go to the facility. You work on football. You go home. You work on more football at home, and if you sleep more than five hours, you're lazy. That's the same subset of people. Are what's he doing at Blackhawk? Yeah, I, I I just I'm sitting. Why is going, he in Bermuda? Because it's April. Because <laughs> he can. Yeah. I just I read some of those comments. It's like you stupid people. Right. He's out with his wife the night before a game, which he's he cannot mm-hmm. play in. Playing sober, he's three and ten. <laughs> Why not get or three and nine or whatever it is yeah. outside the Jets game? You know what? Why not try to play hungover and see just maybe if that's the difference. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think so. But you can't hurt. Yes, can't it, play worse I guess it worked than, for Mickey Mantle sometimes, so. Can't play worse <laughs> than what he has at points this season sober. Probably so. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, come on. I was like, Might as well sure, try something. Why not? All right. Maybe so. get a new nickname for Danger Russ, <laughs> the Ayatollah of Jack and Cola. Thought that was yours. I have a rum and cola. Oh, okay. Well, you actually let Russ have. Have something like that, really? I'm I'm very magnanimous that way. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's right. Okay, let's drink. All right. Yeah, let's. Oh, right. Let's ride let's, this police horse. <laughs> let's get to some post game interview from okay. Rocco's win from yesterday. Dave Logan. Uh, by the way, um, congratulations, Denver Post Coach of the Year for Dave Logan, Cherry Creek. What now? Eleven state titles. For Dave, I believe. I think that was the number that I saw. 11, 12, 13. Yeah. So, anyway, here's Dave Logan talking with Broncos coach Nathaniel Hackett after the Denver win over the Arizona Cardinals. I thought you got things going a bit in that second half, especially offensively. You have uh, you have three nice touchdown drives. We did. We challenged the offense. It wasn't pretty in the beginning, and I thought we made some great adjustments at halftime. I give credit to all the coaches and the players being able to come through and run the ball and score in the red zone. You know, Brett uh, Brett had that pick 
Uh, and I don't know whether he thought there was an offside on that play through the pick at the goal line to Buda Baker, but I thought for the most part, and, and Arizona generated a pretty good pass rush on him, but I thought he hung in there and made some plays for you. He sure did, and that, that pick is 100% on me. I wanted him to be aggressive. He thought he jumped offsides. It looked like he did from our perspective, but it wasn't thrown, and he was being aggressive. Got the ball in the one, and the defense came through. That's a team team good uh, transition there. Yeah, no doubt about that. Last thought, you guys, uh, I mean, Justin Simmons has two interceptions. You had uh, Sertan with one. You've had eight interceptions in the last three games, and that's after you started the season. The first 11 games, you had only six, so the defense making some plays in the back end, too. No doubt. It comes in bunches. I think those guys are getting better, and you didn't think they could, but they are continually getting better as a group, and you love seeing their communication and showing up on the field. Hey, Coach, enjoy the win. Appreciate the time. Will do. Thank you. Doesn't sound like a guy that just won a football game, does he? No, big heavy breather. In the po- <sighs> he <sighs> sounds like a guy that knows he's going to get fired, doesn't mm-hmm. he? He just he knows how this is going to play out. Ajiro Vero, maybe, maybe becomes his replacement. Where you go once again, another guy that yeah. hasn't been a head coach. <laughs> oh, all right, one more. The aforementioned Brett Rippon with Dave Logan after the game. I know they generated a pretty substantial pass rush on you, but yeah, they did. Uh, how, did, how did you feel overall? How did you feel in this, the second start of the season for you? Uh, banged up. Yeah, right? um, I kind of felt like it was a 14-round fight. You know, the first first half, obviously, we uh, couldn't get anything going. We had a couple good drives, but we just couldn't finish. So came in at halftime, and the whole message from Coach Hackett and Coach Kubiak was just find another level from everybody. So... I thought we did that. We came out in the second half. We ran the ball really well. Our offensive line did a great job. Tay was unbelievable. Our receivers were really good um, with the run alerts, you know, the little bubble passes and stuff like that, yeah. which helped out our run game a lot. So it was awesome. Looked like you have uh, you, you got a pretty good, I won't say relationship, but a pretty good feel for Jerry. Jerry, of course, you've got some other younger guys out there, and you're a younger guy too, but it seems like you got a pretty good connection with Jerry Judy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Jerry Judy is a heck of a football player, man. He's one of the best receivers I've ever been around, and he gets open, and he, and, he, and he does great things with it after the catch, too. So anytime I can get him the ball, I'm going to. Last thought, uh, the the touchdown pass to Eric Tomlinson, by the way, his first uh, as a Bronco, you had a really nice play fake. I imagine you got to have enough confidence to keep that back turned to the line of scrimmage for that ex- extra second or so so that they bite on that. Yeah, I give all the credit to Coach Hackett on that one. We talked about that earlier in the week. We talked about that fake. I ran it in practice, and I came up a little bit too quick out of it, and he just told me to trust it, keep my back turned. And, uh, you know, I was able to do that, and it came wide open. So that was all on him and uh, just – Great feeling to get uh, Eric a touchdown as well. Yep, no doubt about it. Enjoy the win, Rip. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it, Dave. Thank yep, you. Yep, that's Brett Rippin. All right, Rippin was was fine. Twenty one to twenty six, one ninety seven touchdown pass pick. He wasn't phenomenal. His rating was pretty good. He wasn't horrible. It was good enough to get it done. Deshaun Williams had a big game. Two and a half sacks, two tackles for loss. He had four quarterback hits. Stepping in with the Draymond Jones done for the season. Sertan, second pick of the season. Justin Simmons with, with an, you know another two interception game. I mean, there there were some bright spots. Latavius Murray, Marlon Mack. Mm-hmm. What do you okay, What do you think about will Murray or Mack be on this team in twenty twenty three as the backup to well? Could very well be the starter for a good stretch before Javante Williams is able to return. 
I I don't think you lose anything by seeing what Latavius Murray wants to do for you next year. You know what I mean? Marlon Mack, eh. Showed hey. some promise. I mean, he had he the, showed some promise. The, the touchdowns against the touchdown against Kansas City in the screen game. Yeah. He had he had thirty seven yards and five carries. Got a touchdown yesterday. I mean, he might be more of your dual threat, air quote, running back like than Latavius Third down Murray. kind of guy. Yeah, but I mean, if Javante, if Javante Williams is going to miss significant time in the early season, yeah, bring them both back. But Guys I think with experience. At, see what Latavius Murray wants to do. He could probably extend his career by a year or two splitting time with Javante Williams if and, he's willing to do that. And I make the assumption that the Broncos will, they're going to draft a running back. They're going to have to at this point in time for, for, for somebody down the road either well hopefully not to replace Javante Williams because hopefully the the knee heals up fine and and he's the player that we've seen they got and a Buki lot of is needs back. and not a lot of draft picks yeah and so I mean that would definitely be deeper into the draft and they'll they'll look at free agency but you know I think Murray and Mack are kind of making they're they're making a little bit of a case for themselves or at least one of these guys to probably still be on this roster in 2023. All right, 745, Jim along with the Buckeye boy today. Got some thoughts on the Broncos win yesterday. Just a wild, wild weekend. Did you catch any of the Vikings-Colts game? History made on Saturday Mm -hmm. with the greatest comeback in NFL history by Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. All right, 745, and it's time for sound check. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. All right, what do you have, Buckeye? Well, this comes to us from Friday's presser with Nathaniel Hackett for the Broncos as he does a good job of building up the suspense with the injury report for, no disrespect to everybody else, the only one anybody ever came for. Friday injury report, Cortland Sutton with his hamstring, he will be out. Kendall Hinton with his hamstring, he will be out. Draymond Jones with his hip will be questionable. Andrew Beck with his hamstring is questionable. Dakota Allen with his hamstring is questionable. K1 was full today. Uh, Brandon was full. Dalton Reisner is limited with his shoulder and back. Uh, He'll be questionable. Kareem Jackson is full. Jacob is full. DJ Jones did not practice due to illness. He'll be questionable. Brandon Johnson, uh, with his uh, hip, he'll be he's full. He's good to go. And uh, in regarding to Russell Wilson, uh, Russell Wilson has passed the concussion protocol. Uh, with that being said, as an organization, we've decided to give him another week to get ready, and he'll so he's ready to go for the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Russ is uh, one of our ultimate competitors in this game. He's unbelievable. Uh, we informed him of the decision. He's not happy with it. He wants to be out there and play. He's very, very uh, competitive, as we all know, and wants to compete for this team and be out there. 45 seconds. He went without re- mentioning Russ until he finally got Why just get – come on. Let's cut to the chase. Get to the first thing. You know what? Because R- Russ next, Clear Protocol, we're setting him out, though. We're going to save him for the Rams. For the next seven minutes of your presser, you're going to have to answer questions like, if you had a time machine, or what kind of fruit are you? Because the real reporters are going to be tweeting and putting it out that, oh, Russell Wilson's out, 
and it's a t- team decision and blah, blah, blah. So you have their attention. You might as well at least get the rest of the guys in there too. You know, get that, give them a little yeah. uh, air time. Exactly. And then, and finally, oh, by the way, you have four more Friday press conferences left before you're done as a head coach. Might as well use all the time you can to Ab- mention as many names as possible. Absolutely. All right. 748. We'll take a break. We'll come back. It's the good, the bad, the ugly from the weekend. Uh, also, uh, coming up next, uh, we'll uh, recap the Maverick basketball weekend. Both Maverick teams taking on Adams State on Saturday. We'll get to that next right here on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. The team wishes you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Season's greetings from Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back, 751. Hope you had a great weekend. Jim Davis and the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. The most trusted name in automobiles. You can send us your the good, the bad, the ugly from the weekend. On the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line, that's 970-242-1340. All right, both Maverick basketball teams hosted Adams State on Saturday. And uh, the Maverick women getting their first RMAC victory of the season. Maverick women uh, with the victory over Adams State on Saturday over at uh, Brownstone Arena, 68-64. Game where Monica Brooks uh, had a great game with uh, 19 points for the Maverick women as they improve on the season to 2-9 and nine overall, 1-4 and four in the RMAC. And after the game, Paxton Ritchie had the chance to catch up with head coach Taylor Wagner. We're here with head coach Taylor Wagner. Taylor, how's it feel to get the first RMAC win of the season? Well, not the first, but a win at home under your belt. Yeah, really good. <laughs> It's about time, you know, and we talked about we got to make a move. We got to start playing better. I thought the girls did a great job against a, a tough Adam State team, and we, we haven't won a fourth quarter all year long. We got beat every fourth quarter, and the girls came out. I think we were down five to go into it, and they did a good job closing out the game. Adams obviously plays with that press defense. It's a unique style. You guys did a lot better in the second half, it looked like. What were the halftime adjustments like to sort of combat their defense? Well, we just wanted to be aggressive, you know, and, and really we got to just that their first, uh, our first pass is when they're really aggressive. And I thought we turned it over a couple times, actually, where, you know, we could have done a little bit better job in the second half. But the girls stepped up. We made a play when we needed to make a play. All right, that's Taylor Wagner with Paxton Ritchie. Maverick men, they completed the evening sweep with their victory over Adam State and Paxton had the chance to talk with Mike DeGeorge after the win over the Grizzlies. All right, we're here with head coach Mike DeGeorge. Third straight conference win for you. What did you see that you liked out of your team? Well, I thought in the first half we really moved the ball, got open shots, and then we really played with a lot of uh, intensity at the defensive end and built a big lead. And then, you know, they came out in the second half, hit some shots. I thought we contested it early pretty well. And then they started switching ball screens and changed their defensive coverages, and it messed us up a little bit. Didn't love our shot selection in the second half, but, you know, when it got tight, this team got tough and, and finished it, and, and so we certainly got room to grow, but uh, it's good response after that bad weekend two weekends ago to come back and get three straight wins. Yeah, you sort of touched on it already, but it's two games. You had the big first-half lead, and it narrowed a little bit, and then your team finished the game. What What is key to be able to close out a game like that? Well, I, you know, I was talking to the team about this. I think in one of the ways we missed Georgie Dancer and Jared Small from last year is when our offense would get a little bit dysfunctional, the, our defense stayed strong, and we kept communicating, and their leadership kind of helped at the defensive end. 
you know, without those two guys this year, it seems like when our offense struggles, our defense struggles, we get quiet, we don't communicate, we have some breakdowns. And so, you know, we just really have to sustain our defense through everything. And I think we're just constantly improving on offense. And I think we're going to just see continued growth at that end. But our defense has to be a constant. All right, that's Mike DeGeorge, Maverick men's basketball coach. The Maverick men getting the win over Adams State 74-65. Mavericks are now 8-3 and overall, 3-2 and in conference. Trevor Baskin, 15 points, 10 rebounds. And Mick McCurry with a career-best 13 points off the bench for the Mavericks. We'll take a break. We'll come back with Hour 2 on the Team Sports Network. 